The Mind Flayer. What the hell is that? It's a monster from an unknown dimension. It's so ancient that it doesn't even know its true home. Okay, it enslaves races of other dimensions by taking over their brains using its highly developed psionic powers. Oh my god, none of this is real. This is a kid's game. No, it, it, it's a manual, and it's not for kids. And unless you know something that we don't, this is the best metaphor. Analogy. Analogy. That's what you're worried about. Fine, but an analogy for understanding whatever the hell this is. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Tiana. And this is Next Door Villain. A podcast where we uncover the villains to discover their humanity. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Next Door Villain. We are here kicking off season three. Yay! Which um, I know we didn't tell you about. We just kind of stopped at the end of season two and took a break for the summer but yeah, now we're back our lives went Bleh! yeah a lot of craziness a lot of uh wild <laughs> stuff i don't know <laughs> if this were one of those podcasts where people talk about their personal lives for 30 minutes before they get into the real topic we would but we're not no we're all about business here at next door villain <laughs> yes Business with the villains. Yeah. But we are here to talk about a villain that I think was very prominent this summer when the latest season, season three of Stranger Things, was released. Yeah. Because we are here <laughs> to talk about the shadow monster, a.k.a. the Mind Flayer. Yes. When Joe first said, what if we do the Mind Flayer? I was like, what? How do you try to explain a shadowy thing in a universe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know how to approach this at first. But honestly, the more I started thinking about it, I, I really feel like I achieved empathy with this character. Or at least I found a way to do it. And so I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that today. Yes, there was definitely a way. And if there's a will, there's a way. So mm. you know. I've, I've heard people say that before. Yes, um, it's a very good slogan for talking about villains, <laughs> finding empathy in them. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Anyways, before we dive into any of that, we got to start off like we always do with our 30 second intro challenge, where we compete to see who can give a better 30 second introduction of the character. This is a tough one because uh, the mind flare is pretty, it's pretty complicated. There's alternate universes, there's mind control, hive. There's demogorgons. Demogorgons, yeah. And I'm always afraid of like being wrong, but the truth is that it's so difficult to be right because there are so many unanswered questions. Yeah. And we just kind of got to wing it. Even what the show tells us is still like a lot of speculation. The characters mm -hmm. are often, are always really guessing and kind of making up what the Mind Flayer is and what it's doing. <gasps> yeah, so we can be Stranger Things characters, my favorite. Yeah, who who are you if you were? Hmm, I've never taken one of those BuzzFeed quizzes, or maybe I have. I'm probably the kid who keeps asking if we can play D&D. <laughs> Um, is that that's will right that's will yeah well, that's cute will needs a break yeah he does <laughs> i feel so bad for will i don't know who are you i think i'm dustin yeah dustin's probably my favorite yeah i like him him and steve a good pair 
Yeah. I like Steve for other reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> I like Steve. I like Steve Harrington. He's definitely yeah. very good with the ladies, even through the TV screen. Um, okay. Sidetracked a little bit there. Let's get yes. back to the intros. Um, do you want to start? Sure. Oh, great. Good. I'm just taking leaps and chances wherever I go. It's a good way to live life. I hope so. We'll All see. right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the Mind Flayer is kind of this creature from a different universe who his, their portal was opened and now it goes into Hawkins and tries to kind of attack people and take over their brains. Um, and we're not quite sure what its motivations are quite yet, um, but it really just wants to build and create a new, I don't know, create something and not definitely kill Eleven. Um, and it's from a universe and it's very misunderstood. Nice. That was a good clean wrap up. Thank you. At least the ending was good. Yeah. 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 The middle. <laughs> I get really like conflicted about the mind flayer's gender, which it probably does not have a gender. And so people will say it or he. <laughs> and sometimes I think that's an interesting like implication when people keep saying he because they just assume mm -hmm. that if you're violent, then you're a dude. Right, yeah. I think it or they, them, there is probably the most appropriate for this character. I mean, gender may not even exist in oh, no, its species. Not. Good talk. Okay, you ready? Uh, sure. Three, two, one. Okay, the Mind Flayer is this mysterious creature that lives in an alternate universe from our own. And it's actually not called the mind flare we don't know what it's called they it's first referred to in stranger things as a shadow monster and then the characters decide to call it the mind flare because it resembles this character called the mind flare in the game dungeons and dragons but we don't really know its motivations but it gets let into our world and then it starts controlling people and doing all these things that are really dangerous and scary boom good job thank you good job not one of my worst oh my gosh you know what i remembered no did i put a summary challenge on Twitter for Cersei? I have no idea, but I think we're way past that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put a late one. So whoever's listening to this episode now, you, you go listen to Cersei and then you go vote. Okay. Cool. All right, Joe. So who who is this Mind Flayer? Oh boy. I mean, this is such a big question and such a complicated question because like we mentioned earlier, the characters in the show never really fully understand what it is or what its motivations mm -hmm. are which makes it very difficult for us to understand and know what its motivations are. Right. They're obviously dealing with this portal and it keeps like staying out in Hawkins and then just kind of taking control of people as it sees fit. And it's not getting into that portal. Sometimes it's confusing. Like, is it in the portal? Is it dead yet? Mm -hmm. Like, is that thing in season three that was in the mall and it supposedly died was that the Mind Flayer or was that an extension of the Mind uh, Flayer? Yeah. Let's, okay, I want to recap like what we know. So mm -hmm. what we know is that the character Eleven, using her mind powers or whatever, opens up this portal into an alternate dimension called the Upside Down. And then these creatures start to come out and attack people. We don't really know much about these creatures, but they don't seem to be particularly intelligent. They just seem to be kind of like hunting the creators of the show refer to them kind of like sharks they're roaming around and then when they see prey they attack them so then in season two 11 closes the portal 
but some somewhere between season one and the end of season two, the mind flayer, this shadow monster who lived in that universe, comes out into mm-hmm. our universe and starts kind of doing things, affecting people, hurting people. At the end of season two, Eleven closes the portal and somehow it's completely or partially trapped in our world. Mm-hmm. Between season two and season three, the Russians sneak in and open the portal back up and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the mind flare starts wreaking havoc on the city of hawkins again and seems to be bent on destroying 11 presumably i don't know if it's ever explicitly stated or maybe i'm just making this assumption myself because 11 closed the portal on him between his world and our world that's why he wants to kill 11 all right I, hmm. I meant that to be a summary of the facts, and then I think I <laughs> right. started speculating. And it's tough because, you know, I would say that the portal was opened, and it's just like, oh, I find something interesting in this new world, and now I think I just need to make it my own or something. But yeah, I can see how it's angry because the portal was closed on them because for some reason the Mind Flayer wants to seep into that new into the world of Hawkins. So starting with the most recent season, I think is an easy point to jump off of because there's an easy kind of connection to draw to kind of start making assumptions about about what it's feeling and how we can empathize with it. And that is Eleven closing the portal on it and limiting its ability to go back to where it came from. Or Or for more things to come through. Right, yeah. To Hawkins. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So we have to figure out why it's trying to go into new places. And, you know, we know that the portal was opened. So now the Mind Flayer is thinking, I should go into this new world. There's a part in season two where Dustin talks about Dungeons and Dragons. And so the characters of the show are trying to see comparisons between Dungeons and Dragons and the Mind Flayer in a desperate attempt to defeat the Mind Flayer and close the portal. Dustin thinks you know that the Mind Flayer is super close to the character, the Mind Flayer, which is why they name it that way. And he says, it's a monster from an unknown dimension. It's so ancient that it doesn't even know its true home. It enslaves races of other dimensions by taking over their brains using its highly developed psionic powers. Of course, this theory may or may not be correct because everyone's always guessing what the theory is. But in a desperate attempt to find what its motivations are, is this mind flare, is it trying to find home? Is it angry that it was closed so that it can't go back? Or is it angry that it's closed um, because it wants more parts of it to enter into this new world because it's trying to find its home. Well, so there's a few different routes you can go to try to empathize there. I mean, one is maybe it had found its home and now we broke into it and then prevented it from going back. That's, I mean, I think a scary feeling. Like imagine if you were like, oh, I'm going to go on vacation because I just won a bunch of money and now I have this opportunity. So you go on your vacation and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, no, you can't go back home now. Mm -hmm. You'd be pissed. Yeah, you would be pissed. Or on the other side, it knows that it's not its place. So it's trying to make where he is in Hawkins as its home. Mm -hmm. Because now some curiosity was piqued. Like, oh, you opened up my portal and now I'm here. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I just got to expand myself and go other places and maybe conquer it. And so that goes into another theory called the bubble universe theory. So I'm not a physicist, so I'm not <laughs> going to go into like why this is a theory and what, and you know, why this physicist or cosmologist said what he said. But Did you call up Neil deGrasse Tyson to get his thoughts? I did not. <laughs> So there's a theory in in physics, you know, where they talk about the multiverses and that there are different universes, different observable universes, um, different universes out there than what we can see. Could be like a parallel universe where it's kind of like different particles or the same particles in a different universe. And that's why it's like a similar universe to what we are. Like maybe there's someone who is me in another universe, but they're slightly different. I don't know. Anywho, the bubble universe, though, talks about how there are different universes that are expanding themselves, okay? Or it keeps inflating. So for supposedly when we had the Big Bang, our universe expanded and then stopped expanding. What if the Mind Flayers universe keeps inflating itself? And so maybe that's what made it easy for a portal to be made, although it had the help of Eleven making that. Um, But then it's expanding itself into our universe and make more room. I don't know. Physicists might say that's kind of dumb. Um, But the reason why I thought about it is because the Mind Flayer keeps bringing parts of itself into this universe and won't really stop. Um, Like the Demogorgons, it's kind of an extension of itself. It keeps going into Will, which then he becomes an extension of the Mind Flayer. And when Billy quote-unquote Billy, was kind of, as you say, possessed by the Mind Flayer. He kept talking about how they were going to build. First, the real Billy was like, what do you want me to do when he was in the Upside Down? And the Mind Flayer basically said, communicated in a weird way, in a guy that looks just like Billy, that we want you to build. So I don't know if he's running out of room, even if this, you know, physics theory makes no sense it still could maybe be something where he's running out of room and parts of himself are going into hawkins and there was a portal made to do it so he might as well take advantage of it well and 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 this is as we've said multiple times now this is all speculation and i think one of the reasons we're forced to speculate so wildly about this character is because it doesn't communicate in a way that we recognize uh, or understand and that makes it really difficult to like, figure out what it's doing and why it's doing it. I mean, some people would say that the Mind Flayer speaks through people that it controls, like how it would speak through Billy. Mm-hmm. But even then, though, it wasn't really clear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Mind Flayer needs to attend a workshop on effective communication or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he wasn't really clear with his motivations. He just was like, we're here to kill you, Eleven, and... Okay, uh, that, we're not quite, we don't really know why, <laughs> but... Well, e- even then, whatever the Mind Flayer was trying to communicate was mm-hmm. then translated through human language and came out the other side in human English words. And language is so limiting. And I kind of wonder if maybe what he wants is something that's complicated in a way that we can't understand and then is dumbed down to these Mm -hmm. words kill build which makes sense to us as humans but are much larger more complicated concepts maybe to the mind flare and that's something that we'll never know Mm -hmm. but i think this this communication aspect for me 
was the biggest way I was able to kind of back up into empathizing with it. Just the fact that we weren't able to communicate with it. And at no point does either side, the mind flayer or the humans, make an attempt at trying to understand what the other person is doing in a way that's not adversarial. And so uh, to me, from the mind flayer's perspective, if we think about what, uh, assuming that he's, that it is a sentient being that thinks in a way similar to how humans think, which is probably not true. What happened is it was hanging out in the upside down. And then all of a sudden a crater opened or something, some kind of portal opened. What, what it reminded me of is in the movie Arrival, which is, if you haven't seen it, it's a phenomenal film. But it's about this alien species that shows up on Earth all of a sudden, but speaks and communicates in such a radically different way than us that we don't know why it's there, what it's doing. And the human response to that is, this must be a threat. We have to prepare to fight it off. And luckily in the film Arrival, and hopefully this doesn't ruin it, they don't end up fighting it off, but they come very close to just like trying to kill this species And so for the mind flayer to see humans just show up in its space out of the blue, out of nowhere, that don't communicate the way it communicates could have been terrifying. And you can almost understand why it might immediately feel like retaliating or acting in opposition to us because it doesn't know what we're doing. And we didn't, I think, make any strong attempts or the humans didn't make any strong attempts to try to show that we were in good faith trying to do something positive because I I don't think we were. No, we weren't. I think what the Russians or people just wanted to try and experiment. I don't think they thought about what types of benefits they'd be able to get from opening up a portal. Well, I guess amazing research awards. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and so you can see how there there is some defense going on on part of the mind flayer and I just could sense that the mind flayer just seemed like it was desperate to get rid of the humans or to try and kill them maybe that's me also misunderstanding from watching the show because that's you know put on the other characters perspectives Mm -hmm. I felt like that it seemed like it was a desperate attempt at trying to like kill others or destroy others not completely sure why but maybe what does the mind flayer know something that we don't does it feel threatened like what you said is the mind flayer unfortunately making the same mistake that we are where the mind flayer also thinks that because it can't understand us that you know something should be done to us right or should be done to 11 at least um so that it can do something to us later well 11 theoretically shut it out of its home in one scenario, kept it from being able to get back to where it belongs. But also, if the Mind Flayer is as intelligent as it as it seems and studied human behavior in any way, if it looked mm-hmm. at human history or understood humans, it would see that part of what people what human the human race has done over the entirety of its existence is conquer and take over new places. Like you could, I mean, you could almost say that human nature is to conquer, it, it, mm-hmm. it seems like, or at least for white humans. Right. And so it probably sees that and is like, oh, 
if you're gonna destroy me, I'm gonna destroy you. And mm-hmm. it, it, I think it knows. It eventually kind of finds out that it is stronger than humans, mostly, except Eleven, kind of. Yeah. So it's almost, or maybe I don't know. I I can see how it knows that it's stronger, but also knows that it needs to keep its strength up to destroy if uh-huh. attacked. And that's also kind of dangerous. So because there are some weak spots, as we found out throughout the seasons, but because it's so powerful as a being, I can see how it can also kind of look at humans as lesser than yeah and yeah well to expand on that thought thinking of humans as lesser than i mean maybe it's even more than that maybe it is so different than us Mm -hmm. that like there is no possible way to communicate that it just perceives the world in such a different way so for example humans perform experiments on mice which there's a lot of controversy on whether or not that's really ethical but we do it because I think partly because we don't believe that mice are sentient, intelligent beings that have feelings and thoughts and that matter in the way that humans do. And I don't know, maybe the mind flayer is so far above us that it looks down at us in the same way. Like we are to the mind flayer as mice are to us. And that what it's doing is not attacking us. It's not... Mm -hmm. It doesn't hate us. It doesn't think we're doing terrible things. It's running experiments. It's mm-hmm. treating us like we're a species that doesn't matter, which is something that we do as humans as well. And I think that's another way we can kind of you know, try to empathize with it. We don't really know what its motivations are, but it, it may not be trying to communicate anything in particular. It may just be living life in the way that it knows how mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, because we do experiments on mice to further our lives, I guess, you could argue, I don't know, so that we can have medicine and, I don't know, shampoo. Um, <laughs> but um, And then you got the mind flayer who is controlling people's minds and then kind of, quote unquote, experimenting on them to then kind of fall down and then become a part of the mind flayer and build up his thingy, you know, his yeah. his thing in the mall. <laughs> um, how, you know, those kind of zombie-like people were controlled by him and then they fell down and then became a part of him. So it was like he was using humans to build itself up to, I don't know, kind of a weird analogy, right? Yeah. And another thing is like, why do humans always think we are the center of the multiverse right like yeah we think we we've always we're we're the center you know of the universe and then we were pissed when we found out it was the sun so like we always think we're the default species we are the default universe so like we must survive this is kind of morbid for me to say but like you know, in a way, the Mind Flayer probably thinks of itself and its universe as the default universe that needs to expand itself and take precedence over others and build itself. And maybe it thinks it needs to do that to survive. I don't know. Yeah. If that is what it thinks, I think that's something mm-hmm. we can really connect to. It's a very human feeling. Right. To feel Even like... when it's not human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, especially with, with you know, the what millions, billions of other planets that are out there and the possibility mm-hmm. of multiverses, parallel universes, 
we may not be the top. We may be in like the bottom 10th percentile of intelligence. We just haven't experienced anyone more intelligent yet. Or more innovative or stronger. Sometimes we do cool things. It's true. But sometimes when I look at a mouse, I'm like, oh, look at that thing, that animal or rodent, whatever, kind of running around in circles, doing the same thing over and over again, getting trapped in cheese, um, sniffing, eating, sleeping, running, right? Does the same thing over and over again. I'm sure like from an outsider's perspective on the human race, (laughs) if people, if like there's a sentient being that's like looking down on us, it is probably like all these people do is go to work, go to school, sleep, eat, mate. What what do they have? <laughs> I think we can turn this into something else. Yeah. Right? I think I think this could be better. I think it would be better if this were my universe and this was another upside down or something. Yeah. I don't know. There're just a number of things that the the mind flayer could be thinking and I do think it's thinking something. It's just hard to figure it out right now and we're just kind of having educated guesses so another thing that i kept thinking about as i was thinking about the mind flare was one of my favorite novels growing up which was ender's game by orson scott card and it's a story about this alien species called the formix they show up on earth one day out of the blue and we have this like big war with them the human race narrowly survives and now we are training children to be super soldiers so that we have an army that's prepared the next time they come to attack us but and this is a spoiler so fast forward like 45 seconds if you haven't seen the movie or read the book ender's game it's phenomenal and it's worth a read but not worth the watch yeah yeah that's <laughs> but that, worth the read <laughs> that's true very true read the yeah. book movie you could yeah you could skip it but the twist in the film is that we're not training to prepare ourselves for when they attack again, we have actually sent a counter-strike to their planet and we are training people to control and to lead our counter-strike against this alien species. The main character, Ender Wigan, is the person that's being trained to control the whole army. And basically, he destroys this entire other species. But he doesn't realize he's doing it. Uh, They kind of trick him into destroying them and then he has this big existential crisis about it because they went and destroyed this other species that they weren't able to communicate with and the reason it reminded me so much of the mind flare is because this species the formix they had kind of this hive mind just like the mind flare does where there's like one main creature and then all of the drones all the other creatures are basically controlled and they all kind of share like a shared brain. I thought that was really interesting because really what the book comes down to is just the dangers of not taking the time to be able to communicate with something that's so different than us and the the difficulty of that. And I just think that's so interesting how we choose to interact with those that we can't communicate with this. Yeah. I mean, we see that play out in on, on Earth between humans all the time. When we see, God, when Americans see mm-hmm. other people who speak other languages, I think, unfortunately, there's a default among a lot of people that those people aren't as smart because they don't mm-hmm. understand my language. 
it, it's also too because people are biased against those who don't look like them too yeah so it's, it's also probably a combination of that it's also not the same being <laughs> as another so difficult sometimes to try and process what that thing is because I think too just in general when humans talk about aliens you know they're super terrified of them and I'm naturally terrified of them too because I've never seen that being before but I guess stranger things could be a good reminder that if there ever comes a time in our lives where we do see something from a different universe or at least from the same universe but from a different planet or place that um, does not look like humans we know to take a step back and think about our next our next course of action and to hopefully where it's not just a constant war for thousands of years you know but of course it's really hard to I don't think the mind flayer wants to have like some kind of UN peace talk or something, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, uh, how do you even start? I don't know. And so I'm going to ask this question where like, now that we've discussed all of this, if you were one of the characters on the show who was trying to defeat the mind flayer, like Dustin, Mike, Eleven, Nancy, blah, 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 how would you do it? Because it, it, it's kind of hard. And I guess... I would say, like, for example, if I were 11, you know, of course, they're children, so it's a little hard to expect them to do everything right. Um, Not even adults can always do everything right when it comes to communicating. But I guess when Eleven finds, quote unquote, Billy, when she does the whole find people in the darkness thing, I would have asked why it wants to end her or like... Why? You know, why do you want to build? Why are you mad at me? Of course, that's really hard to do in the heat of the moment because it is a lot of kind of like emotional trauma when this thing keeps attacking you. But I think asking why first, or at least trying to say why, will help maybe go in the right direction of actually stopping the mind flare rather than just like trying to beat up the thing and then closing portals when it's not even resolved yet yeah i've been thinking about this question and it's a really difficult one and unfortunately or maybe not unfortunately i have i think the exact same answer there's Mm -hmm. only a small point in time where the mind flayer communicates in a way that is somewhat understandable to humans and that's when it's possessed billy and billy is on a mission to do stuff Mm -hmm. for it right And I don't know how that communication works, but some kind of communication happens that translates to English somehow. So I think if if I was the children and I'd want to be, I'd probably want to be 11 in a dangerous situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think the the best plan would have been to try to capture Billy, Mm -hmm. put him in a a space that um, he can't get out of, and then try to have a conversation with the mind flayer through him yeah and hopefully try to figure out what's going on why it's going on and if they can come to an agreement on how to resolve things in a way that's gonna be fine for everyone yeah you know i actually think that will might have more insight than people think you know Hmm. because the mind flayer has been inside of him you know if he does he doesn't really let on about it I know, but I think that's just because he's awkward and young. I don't know. Well, like, and scared, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that kid is going to be traumatized. 
fighting for the rest of his life. I know. And what? It's like 1985, so like therapy is still pretty stigmatized. Shit. Not only is therapy stigmatized, but how do you talk to your therapist about being possessed (laughs) by a shadow monster from another dimension? (laughs) True. True. I mean, the end of season three, the all the information kind of went on the news. So maybe that's a little more helpful or believable. I don't know. But they moved to a new place. So that's even going to be even more awkward. Yeah. So um, did you wrote that note? You uh, (laughs) you you uh, put together a poem. Mm -hmm. uh, From the perspective of the mind flayer. Is that what is that what I understand? Okay. So yes, is... I put together this poem from the perspective of the mind flayer to kind of help, you know, empathize with it. That's okay. usually my goal whenever I write stuff for the podcast. So this is the mind flayer speaking to us. Yep. Yes, about its feelings. Okay. I okay. can't wait. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, la- I'm laughing because I can see what's coming. <laughs> I'm reading this on our script. I should not have written it here. Okay. Okay. Damn it. (laughs) 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 Growl, growl, growl. (laughs) Growl. (laughs) 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 (laughs)